You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Well, hello there, my darling sheep spotters. Welcome to episode 66 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from Sheepspot.com, where we are laser focused on helping you make yarns you love with beautiful fibers and top-notch instruction. How much twist? This is a question spinners agonize over and debate endlessly. They may approach this question with a search for mathematical precision, or they may go by feel, intuiting what they think the fiber needs. However, they approach, however they approach the question though, it's always there and it should be. Twist determines so much about how a yarn looks, feels, and behaves. So it's right that we should all be a little obsessed by it. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to think about twist and how to choose the right amount of twist for the yarn you want to make. Because like the fiber you choose, the drafting method you choose, or the ply structure you choose, the amount of twist in your yarn is something that you should be actively thinking about and choosing for each yarn that you spin. Here's a question that I get asked a lot by newer spinners. How much twist should my yarn have? And I admit that I get a little bit frustrated by this question because it's actually not a question that can be answered in the abstract. The question implies that there's an answer that is correct in all cases, and there just isn't. There are the extremes of twist, too little, and your yarn drips, drifts apart. So we can say that at a minimum, your yarn needs enough twist to hold together. On the other hand, too much twist and your yarn will actually break because the fibers in your yarn can't withstand the pressure being put on them by the twist. So we can say that as a maximum, the twist shouldn't actually break your yarn. But there's a big range of potential amounts of twist in between those two extremes. How then do you decide how much twist to put into your singles and your ply? I approach decisions about twist as a series of questions. Questions that I ask myself when I'm planning a spinning project. And when I say planning a spinning project, the process might be as elaborate as the planning for my Via Yante project, which I promise I will get back to. I have not forgotten it. Um, Might be as elaborate as that or as quick and informal as, ooh, I just got this cool fiber and I want to try it out. In the first case, I'm thinking about the kind of fiber and garment that I want. And in the second, I'm thinking about how to use that fiber to best advantage and make it into the best yarn that it can be. Then when I'm finding a project for the yarn, I'll use its specs to find a suitable pattern. So they're slightly different processes. And I spoke a little bit about this on episode 59, uh, which is about sampling in these two different situations. So you might want to check that out if you haven't already. So here are the questions that I ask myself about twist. And the first one is really the most important one. And that is, how am I going to use this yarn? 
And even if I don't have a specific pattern in mind, I usually have some ideas about this. So even if I've just sort of sat down to spin to spin or to try out a cool new fiber, I usually have some idea what the yarn is going to be. If it's a single bump of fiber, for example, it's likely to become some sort of winter accessory. For example, right now I'm spinning some fiber from Hilltop Cloud, which I'm really enjoying. It's a kind of tweedy blend of um, what Hilltop Cloud calls South American wool. So the breed is kind of unknown, um, but it's a fu- definitely a fine wool. And it's got some viscose neps in it. Um, and I, as soon as I started spinning it, I knew that it was going to be a hat. So I want it to be warm and soft And since it's going to be sitting on my head, not really coming into contact with anything else, it doesn't have to withstand any abrasion. So what that tells me is that I want to keep the twist a bit lower than I would ordinarily, because I want, for one thing, I want the yarn to retain some space for insulating air. And for another, I don't need a lot of twist to protect the fibers from abrasion and pilling. So the more twist in a yarn, the more tightly the individual fibers are held in place. And if the fibers aren't moving, they have fewer chances to rub against one another and weaken. On the other hand, the more twist, the less likely it is that points along the length of the fiber will move around, potentially weaken that way, or work their way to the surface and form pills. So while more twist makes for a more durable yarn, it also makes the final yarn feel more stiff and even in in an extreme case, wiry. And in general, in yarn making, and this is something I think I've said many times before, durability and softness are kind of always at odds with one another. So if you want a lot of one, you likely can't have a lot of the other. And in this case, with this particular fiber, the softness is way more important to me than durability. So that means in this case, less twist. So you really need to be thinking about what this yarn is going to do and how you want it to perform, how you want it to wear, and how you want it to feel. So the next question that I ask myself is about yarn diameter. So the fatter the singles, the less twist your yarn is going to need. Finer singles need more twist to give them structure and hold them together. In thicker singles, though, the additional fiber does some of that work. So less twist is needed. The next thing that I ask myself has to do with staple length. Generally speaking, the shorter the staple of the fiber you're spinning, the more twist the singles will require to hold together. And longer stapled fibers require less twist. And then there's crimp. So I I like to think a little bit about crimp when I'm considering the amount of twist in a particular yarn. And that's because um, of this argument that Anne Field made some years ago now in her book on spinning wool, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, And she says, based on her experiments, that one should try to match the twist per inch in a two-ply yarn 
with the number of crimps per inch in the fiber that one is spinning. So Field tended to apply this rule quite rigidly, and that led to a lot of measuring and a lot of math. And she never really, to my satisfaction, fully explained why one should do this um, more precisely than saying that it if you spin this way, it'll retain the characteristics of the fleece. I don't really know exactly what that means. But um, but I do think that spinning to the crimp, as this technique is called, can be a, a good starting point when approaching how to spin wool. Generally, crimpier wools can accommodate more twist without becoming wiry and hard, while wools with a very open crimp, like the long wools, need a lot less. Note, though, that this is also related to staple length, um, the thing that I've just discussed. So longer wools, um, even if you have fewer twists per inch or a less acute twist angle for lo- a longer staple length, you're still going to get enough twists in that the length of that staple to hold the yarn together, if that makes sense. Whereas in a shorter um, staple, you don't have as much length to work with, so you more need more twists closer together. I hope that makes sense. And then finally, the last question that I ask myself when I'm thinking about twist is, what do I want the yarn to look like? Because twist is partly an aesthetic choice. Some people really prefer the way lightly twisted yarns look, and some people prefer the look of more twist. So to that extent, it's kind of a personal choice. Um, I think that this should really be the last question that you ask yourself and that you should really prioritize the more functional aspects of twist in your yarn. But how much twist a yarn has is a big part of how that finished yarn is going to look. And thus twist really is part of the overall visual design of a yarn. So to sum up, The things I think about when thinking about twist are, first and most importantly, how I'll use the yarn and whether durability is more important than softness or vice versa, how thick the singles are going to be, finer yarns need more twist while fatter yarns need less, the staple length of the fiber, the crimp of the fiber if I'm working with wool, and how I want the yarn to look. So that is it for me this week. I hope that you found this discussion of twist useful. In preparing this episode, I realized that I have more to say about twist, um, and I didn't want to overwhelm you all at once. So tune in next time for some practical tips on how to find the twist you want without a lot of measuring. Quick reminder, if you'd like to do some guided experimentation with twist, you can join me for the One Fiber Five Ways spin along, which is happening the first week in December. And as the name suggests, we'll be spinning the same fiber five different ways. And one of the things we'll be experimenting with during that week is twist. So to get access to the training videos that I'm going to be releasing on each of the five days of the spin along, just head over to sheepspot.com slash spin along, all one word, S-P-I-N-A-L-O-N-G to sign up. Also, I'm going to be posting some exercises that you can use to start exploring twist even before the spin along 
in the SheepSpot Community Facebook group this week, and you can find a link to the group in the show notes for this week's episode, which will be at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 66. Thank you so much for listening, my friend, and I will see you next week. In the meantime, go spin something.